Hello everyone and welcome to the Royal Podcast of Oz. I'm here today with Edward Einhorn and he's Oz fans know him as the author of the books Paradox and Oz and The Living House of Oz. Would you mind telling us how you got started in writing Oz stories? I think at the end with uh, I met Eric Schenauer through a mutual friend and then he and David both came to a play I had written about Shylock. Um, and uh, anyway, I was chatting with them, and I uh, realized they had interest in Oz, and they were talking to me about Oz story. And I talked to them about um, my own you know, connection with Oz, because um, I was a fan since I was a little kid. And so, um, uh, and so I suggested writing a story for them for Oz story. And so um, I did the Oz story. I think it was Oz story three. And um, they were talking about the, the the idea of having a book come out for the 100th anniversary of the original Wizard of Oz. And so uh, I said I'd be really interested in doing that. And so then we started talking more, and I sent them a proposal, and it went forward. Now, you're also a playwright with Untitled Theater. Yeah, Untitled Theater Company number 61. How did you get interested in writing plays? I was always interested, you know, when I was little, my brother used to read to me. So he read to me a couple things. One of the things he read to me were all the Oz books. uh, So that got me into uh, Oz. But the other thing he read to me connected to those. And in fact, when I was little, I used to write these little adaptations for the stage of the Oz books in these little notebooks. And I always sort of wanted to be a writer from, from when I was young, probably because of the Oz books. Um, and then I got to um, college and I got involved a little bit more in the theater company there. I got involved as a director, uh, which I also do now. Um, and uh, and so that sort of geared me a little bit more towards writing plays. So I started started trying a few. Now, are there any plays that you've done that you consider some of your best work? It's hard to pick that sort of thing, um, because in some ways, I feel like it's always a thing you're working on at the moment, if you're happy with it. <laughs> I mean, I'm not always happy with everything, but um, but when I am happy with the, with the show, I have gotten some really nice reaction and stuff. Now, in addition to your Oz stories, you've also written some other books. Well, I, I, I wrote this book, A uh, Very Improbable Story, which is a picture book about uh, that deals with mathematics, uh, specifically probability, for uh, Charles Bird's Press. So that was a lot of fun. It, uh, its main character is ironically named Odds, O-D-D-S, not O-Z. It's a magical cat. Um, and, uh, and so the, this magical cat is teaching this boy probability, and it's like a whole adventure involved in it. Um, so that's, that's done pretty well with them. And then so we're talking about maybe doing a book on uh, that deals with reducing fractions and things like that uh, through them. So they're all sort of fantasy stories that, that also teach mathematics. Um, and, um, and then I have some books of plays and such as. Uh, looking over your eyes stories on my blog, I pointed out that what I really enjoyed about your stories was that it didn't feel like I was reading the same story mm-hmm. twice. Yeah, you know, I, I definitely, you know, I'm I, um, interested in, in, you know, exploring different areas. And I, after I wrote Paradox, I felt like I'd explore, you know, everything I was interested in, you know, in that. So I wanted to approach um, Living House of Oz, for example, in a very different way. I think they're both very different books, but they're also, I think you can, you know, you, you can feel the same author in them, which I'm, you know, uh, I mean, I, I feel like there's 
in some ways it's a it's a similar approach in in trying to keep the spirit of Oz there and the spirit um, you know logic puzzles and and sort of you know having fun around that sort of thing uh, a little bit of that Alice uh, the, the, a bit of inspiration by the Alice books are, are there too um, and and also it's it's very directed at fans of the books because there's a lot of inside. Uh, I mean, I don't think you need to be a fan to understand it, but you know, the, the, there's a lot of allusions uh, to, for people who are who are uh, aficionados. Um, and Living House also has some of that too, but it also it it deals with a more traditional sort of story, I think. Um, and then it also has a sort of social, you know, a, a subtext <laughs> to it. Uh, and what what's what's similar about the, those stories and and even my the the Oz stories and Ozma season season herself and and uh, unauthorized magic is that I always try to make it not just about the story but also have something else that's sort of playing against you know or, or underneath the story sometimes so whether it's you know, exploring, I mean, I would say Living House of Oz explores almost sort of a question of paternalism and law, <laughs> you know, I mean, a dry book that deals with it, but there's like little little playful allusions to, to these like political ideas. Do you tend to have to take the same approach to your plays and your other stories? So we definitely don't repeat ourselves, and you know, I enjoy that, um, but it also makes, sometimes it, it makes marketing a little bit harder. Uh, because you know we do festivals, but then every time we do a festival, people come to you the next year and say, "Oh, are you doing that festival again this year?" And the answer is no. We're doing a totally different festival this year. Um, so, so the uh, so there's there's a complexity to that, but I also find that it sort of it keeps my interest going. Now, you're based in New York, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Have you lived in that area? Most of all your life? Yeah, yeah. I grew up in New Jersey. Uh, I went to school at Johns Hopkins in Baltimore, and then I came came back. If someone was in New York, how would they find your theater? Um, well, we are, we're elusive because we don't have one theater space that we work in. Um, we're a company that moves from space to space. So uh, the best thing to do is actually to go to our website. We have, um, It's uh, com, and then... And then see where we are. Um, we've been working a lot with uh, this, the Bohemian National Hall, where the current show is. Um, it's uh, on the Upper East Side of New York, and uh, it's a beautiful old building built by the Czech uh, and Slovak people in the 1800s, and uh, recently renovated. And it's just it's it's a it's a beautiful place to work. So uh, we we work a lot with the Czechs for various reasons. Uh, so. Uh, since this has a Czech team, where they're hosting us, um, and then the next show is going to be done at a place called 3LD, which is a downtown theater space, um, and they they specialize in video and such, and we're doing an adaptation of the National Hall again. But um, but we do move depending on the project, um, and there's there's there are definite space. It. There's a convenience to it, and people can find you. But on the other hand, it limits you a little bit in terms of what you can do, because you can just do the things that fit in that space. Oz books. There's a couple of characters that you invented that seem to have really taken on a life of their own. Uh, Doctor Modesto and Tempest the Paradox. 
Dr. Majestico uh, was actually a creation uh, that came from a play I did. Um, and uh, this was a very odd and avant-garde play um, called um, My Head Was a Sledgehammer, and it was written by Richard Foreman. But the way that Richard writes is he just writes lines. He doesn't write characters. He doesn't write stage directions. He just writes. And so I, my job as director was almost the job of, of a writer at times in that I created the characters, assigned the lines to the characters, and sort of created what was happening based on that. So Dr. Majestico was my creation inside of Richard's play. And he was played by this actor named Rufus Collins and uh, sort of this creative magician. And then when I was writing Paradox, uh, I put him in. And then he has sort of uh, <laughs> lingered with, with other projects. Um, so, um, in fact, he might be an element of an upcoming play I'm writing about, um, about a neurological disorder, oddly. But... Uh, but it involves a magician, and so Dr. Majestico might be a, a magician in it. Now, Tempest, did, was he inspired by anything, or was it very much the play on the word paradox? Yeah, it was It was really the play on word paradox that that brought him to being. So, um, uh, yeah, I, w- I was thinking, you know, I knew what I wanted the the book to be about thematically, Um I wanted to deal with all these paradoxes that exist in in the Oz universe, and that, uh, and also I wanted to deal with logical paradox, um, and so uh, and so so it just occurred to me that the perfect creature to sort of spearhead that would would be a paradox, and uh, and it worked really well because I wanted to be a flying creature and sort of a magical creature in the sense of like you know, a Pegasus or, you know, whatever. And, and that just seemed like it was a perfect fit. Ozfans are kind of wondering, when's Einhorn going to release anything new for Ozfans? You know, it, it all depends on, on on the folk that Hungry Tiger, really. Um, uh, so I've, I mean, I've talked to David Maxine, and he's sort of interested in doing uh, a book of short stories. Um, and this was, if, if, we, if we go forward with it, it would not just be Oz material, but it would also be a short story based on the Alice books, a short story based on um, the Edith Nesbitt books, um, and maybe something that, that's inspired by Pinocchio. But also, but it would, uh, uh, anyway, a lot, of that, a lot of it has been written. I wrote um, this one story uh, that, was, that, that took off from, from Eric's uh, Silver Jug, um, and I, I wrote another Alice-related thing, and um, so, so the question is, you know, just the logistics right now for for doing a new book for uh, for David and Hungry Tiger. Um, you know, Eric's schedule has gotten also very busy because of um, because of all his comic stuff. Uh, so that's another logistical question. Um, Eric and I are, are sort of working on a comic version of the Greek play Iphigenia in Aulis. Uh, which I did a new translation of, um, and so that's a that's sort of a collaboration we're doing right now. But so, so I, I think after we're done with that, we'll, I'll sort of figure out what's going on with the Oz book. That sounds very interesting, Eric. 
I definitely want to keep an eye open for that one. Alright. Now, I think we'll go ahead and wrap this up. I'd like to thank you, Edward, for agreeing to do this interview. Sure. Well, thank you. Thanks for listening. Let's go and check out the books if you haven't already. All right. Well, this is Jared Davis with Edward Einhorn here. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you in the next podcast.